Hi, this is Atul Sando, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 279 of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. I am your host, Brian Zemrak, and this week, Ato Osando is going to be joining us. He, he was in Django Unchained. Remember, he was torn apart by the dogs. Ooh, that's a vicious scene. And uh, he was also... In Elementary, several times, a TV show, and he is a regular on the BBC America show, Copper. And we're going to be talking with him about all those shows and all his works and the things he's done. It's going to be a lot of fun, so I hope you're going to stick around for that. It's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. we got a lot of information about movies coming out on DVD and Blu-ray and new movies coming out in the theaters. All sorts of good stuff, and I hope you're going to check that all out. If you are going to be on uh, Facebook, go ahead and like us, On Screen and Beyond. And you can go to onscreenandbeyond.com, too, and check out all our past interviews. And remember, we're working on to get 100,000 people in a day to listen to On Screen and Beyond. We've been over 92,000 people, but we want to hit that 100,000 mark, so I hope you can help us do that. Spread the word. Let people know. By a 300 show, I want to hit that 100,000 in a day. So uh, do what you can for me. All right? What do you say? Let's get into Remake Madness next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness. Well, it looks like Tommy Lee Jones is going to write and direct a remake of The Cowboys, which starred John Wayne originally. And Mark Rydell directed the original. And you can hear our interview with Mark as he talked about The Cowboys and all the other films he made, like On Golden Pond. And all sorts of other stuff. He's a great guy and had a great interview with him. Check it out at onscreenandbeyond.com in our rerun section. Also, a remake of The Island of Dr. Moreau is in the works over at Warner Brothers. And you can catch the director, Roland Emmerich. He's going to be working on making a new version of Stargate. That's right. And not just Stargate, the complete trilogy of Stargate, in fact. That's it for Remake Madness, coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies info. It looks like William Defoe has joined the cast of The Fault of Our Stars. And look at Bill Murray. He's going to team up with Barry Levinson in a film called Rock the Casbar. And it looks like Matthew McConaughey will star as Colonel Wesley in a film called Thunder Run. And it's set for a 2015 release. That's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond. Taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming away as far as sequels. Next. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. Ethics is the Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. Ethics is the Veil, now streaming only on Hulu.
Sequel City. Well, it looks like Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill will star in a 21 Jump Street sequel like we've talked before. And it's releasing on June 13th, 2014 as they go undercover at a college this time. And the screenwriters of Where the Millers, which is a big hit right now, will be writing Horrible Bosses 2. And Kathleen Turner will have a role in Dumb and Dumber 2. That is it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, on November 9th, Trem, the complete third season, lands on Blu-ray and DVD and digital download. In October 1st, you can look for the official fourth season of the Beverly Hillbillies to hit DVD, as does the official third season of Petticoat Junction. And Stan Lee's Superheroes Season 2 arrives on DVD on November 5th. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as movies on DVD? Movies on DVD. The Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy will hit stores on DVD and Blu-ray on October 15th. And November 26th, you can look for Red 2, Funny Movie, with Bruce Willis and John Malkovich as it shoots its way into store shelves. And on November 1st, Dead Before Dawn with Devin Bostick and Christopher Lloyd arrives on DVD and Blu-ray. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Entertainment News. Entertainment news. Well, Paul McCartney has a new album coming out on October 15th in the U.S. It's called New, and it'll be out on October 14th in the U.K. And if you've heard the new single called New, it, it's really a great song. It's uh, got that Beatlish sound. And somebody was complaining to me. They said, well, he's trying to sound like the Beatles. Uh... He is a Beatle, so what's wrong with that? And let's see, Alec Baldwin will host a talk show on MSNBC called Up Late with Alec Baldwin. That's it for entertainment news. Next on On Screen and Beyond, well, we have a guest coming your way, Atoll Asando. And he's been in Django Unchained, and where he gets mauled by dogs. And what a scene that was. I just can't get over that one. And uh, also, uh, he was in um, Elementary. He's been on there a couple of times. He's been on uh, Blue Bloods. And he's a regular in the TV show on BBC America called Copper. And he's going to talk about all those things next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is an actor who you will recognize by many roles, including his on-screen mauling by dogs on Django Unchained, his appearances on Elementary on CBS, and his role as Dr. Matthew Freeman on BBC America's Copper. It's Atto Asando. Atto, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You know, you're pretty busy right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um... I'm actually uh, driving down the highway because I'm headed to do a cameo on Zach Graff's new movie. You know, the whole Kickstarter thing. So uh, mm -hmm. he called me up and uh, wanted me to do a little thing. So I've just flown out to L.A. and I've literally just got off the plane. And I'm going to go meet him in about a half an hour. Wow. Wow. That's great. Uh, now, yeah. 
you've got so many things going on here, and uh, of course, uh, you're in the second season of Copper. But before we get into any of that, uh, I'm always curious, what made you decide to go into acting? Now, you went to college at Cornell for chemical engineering, correct? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So how does a chemical Um, engineer get into acting? (laughs) Funny story, funny story. Uh, I was randomly asked to do a play um, because I believe somebody dropped out. Um, So somebody asked me to do a play from uh, one of the uh, theater companies at Cornell, and I called up my girlfriend because I I wasn't going to do it. And I called up my girlfriend at the time, and she essentially dared me to do it. And so once I did the play, I had such a great time that it just kept um, it just kept needling at me. So I eventually I eventually uh, got my chemical engineer degree from Cornell. I graduated, and then uh, a couple of years later, I started taking acting classes, and that was all she wrote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't looked back yet, right? Haven't I haven't looked back, and it seems to be working okay for me right now. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess a chemical engineer can get you anywhere, right? <laughs> What was the first role that you ever did? Do you remember what that was? Um, I guess on TV, my first role was, I uh, remember the, the show Third Watch. I think it was on, I can't even remember what channel it was on, but I played a bike messenger who'd gotten hit by a car and who needed immediate, uh, immediate medical attention. So, and Bobby Cannavale was the guy who showed up and uh, helped me out. Yeah. Now, was that a long process before you got that job? I mean, were you, you know, the struggling uh, artist trying to, to get a job, or did it come fairly quickly? Uh, it, it kind of came a little quickly uh, relative to other people who I know in the business. I mean, I only had an agent and a manager for about, I'd say, maybe under a year. And so I, it was my first sort of course co-starring role. It was the first time I had ever or any of my friends had ever seen me on TV. So... It was exciting in its own right. It was about four or five lines, but it was the most fun I'd ever had in in my life uh, to that uh, up to that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I was doing a lot of theater as well, so I was always trying to hustle in the in the acting business, uh, if, as it were. Yeah. Now that first time you were going to be on the air, I'm sure they told you the date and everything. So did you get a whole bunch of friends to come over to the house and have a party while, you know, to see you on there? Yeah, yeah, it was funny. I, I invited, a, I, I went out with a bunch of friends. But the other thing was, uh, I, I actually happened to be in the promo teaser for the show as well because um, I get hit by the car and then I just start screaming, you know, bloody murder. So they used that in the teaser promo to watch. So everybody was like, hey, and especially people who didn't know, who still thought I was a chemical engineer. So they're like, there's a guy that looks just like you screaming his head off on TV. <laughs> what is that about? Have you seen that guy? And I'm like, uh, that's me. And they're like, no, no, aren't you in a lab somewhere making, I don't know, shampoo for somebody? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm an actor now. So it's, it's pretty exciting. I'm sure it was. Jeez. Uh, yeah. So so now, okay, you were screaming and, and, and you were you know injured in that. Now here yep. you are, uh, you were in Django Unchained and, and probably one of the most gruesome scenes that... <laughs> That's been filmed for yeah. a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm really good at being in pain and and, and screaming for for, for uh, dying. I guess That's, <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> now, now in that scene, uh, you know, here you are. You're working for Quentin Tarantino. What was it like? First off, well, first off, how did you get the part? 
Uh, I auditioned. It was one of the, you know, thousand auditions that I've been on in my life. And uh, I, it's a, another funny story because Tarantino is one of my top, I, I'd say, four directors that I love. And uh, back when I was at Cornell, um, I, I really never thought about acting. But when I saw Pulp Fiction, I, it was the first time I actually thought about acting as a business because of what Samuel L. Jackson did. Mm-hmm. Um, so once they told my, my, when my manager, my agent told me I had an audition for Quentin Tarantino, I was really excited because, again, he's my favorite. Uh, and then I got the call back. So I walk into the office and I'm expecting a whole bunch of dudes who look just like me uh, <laughs> waiting to go see Quentin Tarantino. I walk in, I'm the only one there. And I'm like, uh, what's going on? And it's just the casting director and a couple assistants. Um, so I, I sit down studiously looking at my script, and I'm waiting for at least one or two guys who, to come in who I guess would be my competition. So that didn't happen, and I'm just looking down at the script, and suddenly the shadow looms over me. And I look up, and it's Tarantino. And he's like, hey, man, how you doing? Thanks for coming. And I'm like, uh, uh, you know. And I did one of those things where I kind of half got up, but didn't know if I should stand or sit, so I was just kind of squatting and like, uh, awkwardly shaking his hand and he just laughed at me and he's like uh, I'll see you in a couple of minutes and I was like okay, okay great so again there's nobody there I walk in he's like hey how you doing and I'm, I'm like hey fine Mr. Tarantino and I'm being you know a nice professional actor we go through the scene a couple of times he says okay great I love what you did I love what you did on the tape um, so I'll see you down in uh, New Orleans and when you come down to New Orleans you'll have to you know get all of that that you just showed me up and uh, it's going to be a very emotional scene. You're going to be crying all day. And in my head, I'm like, is he offering me the part? So, wow. But I'm not sure, so I don't want to get cocky. So I'm like, okay, um, so, Mr. Tarantino, if you give me the part, you know, I will do my best and I will give my all and I will give you the performance that you want. And he's like, okay, so when I see you down there, and it kept going back and forth like that for a while. So finally he just kind of laughed at me and shook my hand, and I kind of walked out confused. And then the casting director comes out, and she's like, that's amazing. And I'm like, just get the part. And she's like, you are an idiot. Of course you got the part. So <laughs> then I'm, I'm driving down the street. I, I don't even know who to call first. Should I call my manager first? Should I call my best friend first? I don't know. But I, I knew that I had a part in a Tarantino movie. And that's a dream I've had for a long time. Wow, I'm sure. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> one of those things when you first meet him, you, you know, you, you want to throw yourself on the floor and bow down and say, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Kill Bill, um, those are some of my favorite movies ever. And he's got a ton more. So, uh, yeah, just to be, just to work for him. And he's a great guy, too. So it was. It was nice that he wasn't, you know, he was actually a nice guy as well. Yeah, wow, jeez. Now, now that yeah. scene, you know, like I say, I, I hate to, to dwell on one scene, but that oh, sure. th- that is such a, a memorable scene. Uh, how long yeah. did it take to make that scene? It took us, I think, four to five days to shoot. Wow. Um, yeah, because, because uh, Leo's in it and uh, Jamie Foxx in it and Christoph Walton, I mean, the whole cast essentially is in that scene so you've got to you've got to cover everybody and then do the stunt that i did with the dogs as well all our dialogues so they uh quentin shot all the dialogues um and all the different angles and then on the last day we did the stunts with the dogs uh which i was proud of as well because i'm not a stunt man but i was able to pull it off so that was a lot of fun as well now did they wait till the last day just in case <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they had a stuntman 
standing by, and yeah, just in case things didn't go right with the dogs, they they had something. They, at least they had you know the dialogue of the scene. Right. <laughs> yeah. You'll be in the scene uh, one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll either be dead or you'll be watching us uh, at, at, at at the screening later. So I was like, okay, I'd, I'd rather be alive and do that. So, well, one yeah. thing that surprised me is when I was doing my research. There's actually people that thought that you were were killed. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a hoax. I saw it on Tumblr, um, and I, I think somebody tweeted it to me, and I and I'm reading it, and I'm like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and I'm about to click away from it when I saw that there was a, at the time like 500 comments, and I couldn't believe that. And a lot of the comments were like. Oh my God! I can't believe he's dead. Oh my God! Uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is a reprehensible character. How could he, you know, have an actor killed on, you know, set? And I'm going, there's no way. So I just started, you know, fake tweeting from heaven or uh, hell, whichever way you look at it, um, and had a ball, and it just kind of blew up. I mean, uh, and, and to this day, there's still people who will tweet me and ask me if I'm alive, which I find absolutely hysterical. <laughs> Well, the first thing that makes me wonder is, okay, why are they tweeting you to find out if you're alive? Exactly. <laughs> but the but the good thing is, though, really, that, that shows how convincing you were in that part. Yeah, I guess so. That's a, that's a really great comment, uh, compliment, and it was, so, it was such a great experience. I mean, uh, it, it, went, it goes by really fast in the movie, but for right. me, it was a, a week of just uh, thrilling working with Leo again and, and Jamie and all of those guys, it was just for a, a, a dare I say, up-and-coming actor. Uh, it was such a great experience, and i do it all over again. I'm sure. Jeez. Now, now, did you ever have any fear of dogs before this or, 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 or after? No. <laughs> <laughs> no luckily, I, I love dogs. Dogs, I, I'm definitely a dog man. I'm in, in the dog and cat war i am definitely in the cat for the dog camp so yeah um yeah huh yeah that, that was quite a scene but When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But uh, so so now uh, you've been on Elementary quite a few times, and yeah. uh, there's a lot of buzz about that too. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, talk about uh, 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 Quentin Tarantino lineage. Uh, Lucy Liu is one of my favorite character or favorite actors, um, and her part in Kill Bill, I think she's one of the. Uh, one of the top movie villains of all time, just from a couple of scenes in Kill Bill. And so I remember when I, it, it was supposed to be a one-off job. I was only, only was slated for one episode. So um, all of my friends who know my passion for Kill Bill and my cat passion for her character, Oren Ishii, knew that they were like, Otto, are you going to be okay working with Lucy Liu? And I'm like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And so the whole time I'm totally professional. Uh, we shoot all day, a couple of days, and I, on the last day, I get there, we've shot, we've wrapped, and I said, okay, Lucy, get ready for me to gush. And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, 
just sit down, give me five minutes, and I just need to get a lot of stuff off my chest. Like, okay. And I just went through all her part in Kill Bill, and I was like, I love you so much. You have no idea. I've seen Kill Bill three, four times in the movie theater. I paid $15 every time to see you. Oh, my God. And she was so sweet and so gracious. But it was a thrill to work with her because she's so she's so rad. She's just nailed. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful yeah. woman, too. <laughs> Beautiful, too. Beautiful. And a sweetheart. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Now, Copper. Yes. You've done a lot of big big movies and, and, and TV shows and everything, but this one is seems to be, you know, it's your first full regular as a character on a TV show. Um, yeah. How did you come about that one? Uh, again, it was another of the many auditions I've been on, and uh, this was one where when I, I was in L.A. for the callback, when they called me back to see me again with uh, uh, Tom Fontana, uh, I actually thought I didn't get the part. I mean, I, I went in, I did the audition, I was in front of Tom Fontana, who's one of my all-time TV heroes, and I, I walked out kind of like, eh, I don't think I got it. Uh, and then maybe months later, uh, on Christmas Eve, no less, I, um, I got the part. They called me and said, you got it. And I, I could not believe it. And it was, it was a great, it was a great present to have. I'm sure. Jeez. Yeah. Now yeah. here you are playing, uh, a, a doctor in a period piece, uh, back in the 18, yeah. what, 1865 or something like that. Uh, is, is it tough doing a period piece? Um, in this case, I guess it's my first period piece, so um, I don't have any sort of uh, a bar to um, compare it to. But uh, this particular piece, is, it's not easy or hard. It's really fun because uh, everybody's so dedicated. I mean, when if you ever come, if we get a third season and you're in Toronto, my God, the set that they built is incredible, and it does pretty much... 90% of the acting work for you because everything is so realistic that all you have to do is put on the clothes, which are also pretty amazing, right, yeah. um, and just know your lines pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I, couldn't have, I couldn't have found a, a better place to have my first uh, TV series regular experience than uh, working with Copper and everybody on it. Being on that show, uh, is the cast close? You guys get uh, get along well and everything? And yeah, unbelievably, I know I'm supposed to say that, right. but we, <laughs> we do we get along like gangbusters. I mean, we prank each other on set. Uh, there's a funny, um, uh, 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 kind of funny, where uh, Tom Weston Jones, who plays uh, Kevin Corcoran, and I um, were working on a scene where there's a dead body, and I'm I'm giving a diagnosis on the dead body. And Kevin Ryan, who plays McGuire, had uh, shot a bunch of scenes earlier, so he's in his street clothes to leave. And um, the director calls action, and as we get into the scene, suddenly Kevin McGuire just kind of wanders in front of the camera. He's like, hey, guys, what's going on? So, you know, things like that happen, and we just all broke down laughing because he's in his street clothes and we're in our, you know, old-timey clothes, and it's completely anachronistic, but... Those, those are the kinds of things that we do on our set because we, we're so close and we trust each other that we can take the piss out of each other every now and then. Yeah, you got to have fun. I mean, if you don't have fun, it's not worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, what about uh, upcoming projects? Do you have anything else coming our way? Uh, outside of a, a cameo in uh, Zach Braff's uh, uh, movie, um, I'm working on a couple of things that I 
I'm, I'm kind of superstitious as, as to uh, giving a, uh, too much information until I know that I've gotten it. But what I did, I just did a, um, a short um, that was, uh, I, I did it because it had to do with, um, it, it centered on the repercussions of gun violence. Uh, and it's called an eye for an eye, or, or life for a life, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was by Beast of the East Productions. So I, I'm really proud of that. And I also did a, uh, uh, another, I reprised my role as Reverend Potter in um, Blue Blood. Blue so Blood, that yes. was fun work with Tom Selleck again. Yeah, I've, been, I've done, I think, three or four episodes with them, and they keep bringing me back as this um, uh, demagoguing preacher. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's great, though. If they keep calling you back, that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, it's always a good sign. Yeah. Now, uh, I want to finish up with two final questions, if you got a moment. Sure. Taking us away from your, your acting and everything else, when you sit down and relax and watch TV yourself, what TV yeah. shows are your favorite shows now and in the past? What's your favorite shows of all time? Okay. Uh, well, when you say of all time, I always have to say the Cosby Show because that show was my childhood. Classic. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, and currently is Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, um, and uh, Orphan Black on BBC America. I think is a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Battlestar Galactica, the reboot of that, was something that I was very, very much into. Those are pro- oh, and The Wire. I can't. I can't. I have to say The Wire as well. Those five or four or five shows that I've mentioned to me are the all-time greatest shows. And I think Breaking Bad could possibly be the best show ever. But nothing for me personally will unseat the the Cosby Show. Yeah, yeah. What about movies? What's your favorite movies of all time? Uh, I would I would say I would say Pulp Fiction. Um, I also like older '70s movies, like the the whole um, the new wave of the '70s. So I'd go back to. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon, and mm-hmm. uh, let's say um, uh, any of the Scorsese flicks back then that I'm just kind of blanking on right now. Oh, Mean Streets, uh, Raging Bull, those kinds of movies, the gritty New Yorky uh, acting tour de force movies. Those are the movies that I, I love and I can watch all the time. Oh, and The Godfather 1 and 2, I can watch that regardless of what time it is or where what state of mind I am in. Those are just great movies. Yeah. Well, I want to remind people that Copper is on Sunday nights at 10 p.m. on BBC America, and they should be sure to check that out. And, Atu, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to share with us here. It's It's been fun finding out uh, all this information about you, and uh, thank you for taking the time. Well, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. <laughs> A big thank you going out to Eto Asendo for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. So much fun to hear about those things that he's doing and his cameo he's going to do and all that sort of stuff. And we wish him luck on his uh, TV show, Copper. Be sure to check that out. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll see him on Elementary or Blue Bloods or something else as time goes on here. So... Anyways, uh, let's see. We have another fascinating show coming up next week with another fascinating guest. And if you are on Facebook, be sure to like us. If you're on iTunes, leave us a review. And if you want to email me, email me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll get back to you. And I really appreciate hearing. I got a real nice letter from somebody the other day. And uh, they I think that was on Facebook. Maybe that was on Facebook. But uh, anyways, they were saying uh, it kind of worried me because first they were talking about the, the show and saying, you know, you know, it's a, a nice concept and all this. And then they said, 
but, and you know, when you see but, you figure, oh, oh, <laughs> something's on. <laughs> but they said, they said it's addictive and uh, they uh, really enjoy the show. And I appreciate that. I uh, appreciate that letter. And I, I appreciate all the letters I get from you. So email me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com or Facebook or however you want to contact me. I'm out there. And I do read every one of them, and I appreciate it very much. And I usually try to get back to you and say uh, something to you. Or if you have uh, you want some communications, we'll uh, talk about that, too. And uh, let's see what else is. Oh, yes, our 100,000 people a day by our 300th episode. We're really moving along on that. We are uh, over 90, 92,000, 93,000, something like that uh, in a day here at On Screen and Beyond, but I want to hit that 100,000 mark by our 300th show. So uh, keep telling more friends, and uh, as somebody has suggested, we are going to pick a date or a couple of dates and say, okay, everybody download On Screen and Beyond on that date, and we'll see what we can do about getting more people listening to On Screen and Beyond, get the word out, let's get that 100,000 people by our 300th show. And uh, we'll... You know, that's three. That's 100,000 people in a day by our 300th show. Okay, <laughs> just want to make sure we got that clear. Um, so, anyways, uh, let's see. It's just about time to finish up here. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. <laughs>